Welcome to the Fundamental Baptist Podcast. There are many types of Baptists, but being a Baptist once meant that you were a fundamentalist. Over the years, many Baptists have strayed from the fundamentals and thus attack those who remain true to the faith. This podcast will address the issues surrounding what it means to be a fundamental Baptist. Somebody said, Brother House, fundamentalists are changing, aren't they? No, fundamentalists don't change. Folks quit being fundamentalists. God says when the troubles come, He said fight. You can't fight. He said withstand. You can't withstand. He said stand. What does it mean to stand? He said don't change. What? Don't change what? Number one, don't change what you believe. Here we will reason concerning the scriptures about the doctrines we hold dear. We believe in souls being saved, lives being changed, and Bible doctrines being strengthened by the Word of God. We believe in the local church, soul winning, missions, and everything taught in the King James Bible. I thank God tonight for this wonderful Bible. You know, I I thank God it's a perfect book, and I, I love the Bible. Doesn't need any addition, no correction, nothing taken from it. Thank God tonight for the Holy Bible. I like it just like it is. We are not ashamed of being fundamental Baptists, and we want to encourage others to remain true to the Bible, their Baptist heritage, and to not change what they have been given. You just stick with the book. You can't beat this book. Why does every generation feel that we've got to change it just a little bit because our daddy did it as I said, and our granddaddy did it like that, and let's change it just a little bit. You change it, and things that are different are not the same. The same commit thou to faithful men. Thank you for joining us in our discussion of what it means to be a fundamental Baptist. Hello and welcome, David Baker. Welcome to the Fundamental Baptist Podcast. We're glad that you're here. I am super excited about uh, what we're going to talk about today, and let me give a little background. Last week, I gave my story, um, and again, I'll say I'm not the issue, and uh, the issues are the issues, but when people don't like the issues or can't defend um, their beliefs, then many times they'll attack the messenger. So that's why I explained what we had been through, and thank you for the kindness and graciousness. Uh, God has been so good to us, but those are some tough days. If you're going through tough days, keep on going. God's got a purpose. God's got a plan. You definitely want to hang around and see uh, what that is. So I mentioned in starting this podcast, um, uh, probably the biggest thing that I would like to do is to push back on the unbiblical um, changes that our men, our pastors and churches are going into, helping our churches to win more souls to build churches, to reach people that's going to save our nation and save the world. Um, that's, I believe, the biggest and number one cause, and that's why to push against those things. When you start changing where you end up, you're not going to like it. You're not going to realize it. People that, uh, and I told you the very first beginning, assistant pastor, uh, more to the right and fundamental um, than me on some things, and now he's a total agnostic, won't let a Bible in his house. His kids are atheists, bisexual, drugs, alcohol, all the stuff. I mean, it is it is a mess. And so um, how does that happen? They start changing. They don't think they'll ever get to that point. And so um, <clears throat> that can happen, uh, and that happened to literally one of the best men I know. So anyway, that's uh, what I want to do. And then I also mentioned I want to interview pastors and missionaries and evangelists uh, that are independent Baptists. They're good people that we can learn from and introduce to. And I've done a lot of those lately. During the summer, it seems like we've had a lot more guests come through. And so do an interview with them and have enjoyed that. Uh, The other thing that I want to do, and this ties in with number one, is helping people with soul winning, with doctrine, with winning people to Christ, uh, with knowing what to say and knowing what to do. 
on these big issues that uh, that come up. And so I'd like to do that. So if there's uh, some people on here and where there's a background or a doctrine that you uh, um, you came up with, you were a part of, for instance, if you grew up Catholic, I have a good friend of mine, I'm still trying to get him to teach a class for us, um, that grew up Catholic. His brother's a um, Jesuit priest, and boy, he's got all the background. He's an altar boy. And uh, boy, let's come on from your background and talk about how to help Catholic people to be saved and um, what the best approach is, how to win them to Christ. Now, yes, we know the Bible, the straight plan of salvation, but so many times people won't let you get to that. And so um, the Bible's going to cut, but that approach of how you open it up to get their trust where they'll let you share the Bible. If you open the door, you need to get saved. <laughs> they kick you out. Okay, you told them truth, but that wasn't a wise way to get them to open the door. It's better to let them see that you care and love and help them. And so one of the big issues is the deity of Christ. And so is Jesus God. There are many Jehovah's Witness, there are many um, Mormons, there are many other false religions out there that do not believe Jesus is God. Is it a big deal? Absolutely. Because if they do not believe Jesus is God, then they have the spirit of Antichrist. Um, and that is not a good thing, okay? Spirit of Antichrist um, will make it where they can't be saved. And so they need to accept that Jesus is God um, before they can be saved. And so that is an issue you have to deal with. If a Mormon calls upon their Jesus to ask him to save him, that Jesus is not God. That Jesus is not our Savior. Um, New Age has a, a Jesus, Aquarian Jesus, and uh, that's not our Jesus, okay? So it is a big deal. First John four seven um, it um, says every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is coming to the flesh is not of God. Oh no, they believe Jesus came in the flesh. Please understand, Jesus Christ is not first name, last name. My name is David Baker. Baker uh, from England. They were people that uh, David. There are a few different Davids. Which David? David. You know the Baker. David the Smith, the blacksmith. David. You know the Brown Day. The guy's got a good tan. David Brown. And so the first name um, is their name, named and called by. The last name is who they are. And so many times you have that. Um, that's where those last names came from. Jesus Christ, <laughs> Jesus is name. Christ is who he is. It's Messiah. Um, it's God in the flesh. When you say Jesus Christ, you're saying Jesus is God. So if you don't believe that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh, you have a spirit of Antichrist. So they need to get understand who Jesus is first before they can get saved. And so it really is a big deal for them to be able to know that. Now, everyone knows that, but the approach to helping people is a gigantic deal. And so um, I've seen many people um, try to do this and and it's not going to be able to help them. So have uh, one of my Solomon's New Testament with me. And what I teach people to do is to put a map in your Bible. This isn't original with me. I learned it from somebody else. And so, uh, but in the uh, front of the Bible, there's a few maps there, and it starts out with the issue and one verse. It's a great way to be able to show people how to go to heaven or to fix an issue. If they got a problem with eternal security, here's the first verse. And when you get to the first verse, you read it, by it is written the second verse. And when you get to the second verse, by it is written the third verse, just the uh, uh, the, the book, chapter, and verse, so you know where to go. And so first, um, Jesus is God, First Timothy 3.16, I believe is where people ought to start. And this is super um, important because let me play the devil's advocate. 
Jesus is God? No, God is God. Jesus is his son. He's only a son. He's not God. How can you say he's God? Look, there are times when uh, God from heaven is speaking. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And here to Jesus. So God's there and Jesus is there. They're different people. What What do you mean? Oh, no, no, no. They're three in one. Really? How in the world do you have three in one? And so logically, does the Trinity or the deity of Christ make sense? Logically. The answer is what? No. So if you have to figure it out logically, then guess what? Okay. You're going to be a heretic. Uh, Dr. Isles in Bible college, um, the final was explain the Trinity. Like, oh, okay. And then he's writing and writing. Everybody else is turning their paper in. Like, oh, they just don't know it. Okay. He said, man, I wrote a great dissertation. The answer was it cannot be explained and turn it in. <laughs> Can I be explained? Okay. If you have to logically understand it, then you will never understand it. If you say, oh, I understand the Trinity, then you don't understand the Trinity. So why do you start with that? You start with this first because it sets up the premise of what we're going to have that the deity of Christ or the Trinity cannot be fully understood. And when you set up from the beginning that you can't understand it, then you don't try to understand it. It's a different mind than what you look at. it. For instance, okay, uh, if you've been married for a while, you realize that men and women are different. So do you try to understand your wife? Okay. Now it's a joke. We should. God says to dwell with them according to knowledge. So yes, we should. But, um, you know, I've never been a woman and I do not plan on becoming a woman. Technically you can't. Um, but I don't understand women and, and I'm not a woman, so I'm not going to. So it's best to accept them for who they are and not trying to understand them because that doesn't make sense. Amen. You've been there. Okay. The same thing. When you realize you're not God, and you're not going to understand God, then you turn off that part of your brain and you don't try to understand God. You don't under, try to understand the deity or the Trinity. You don't try to understand that because God said you can't. I'll give you that verse in a minute. But it really is so important. This is the verse you want to start with because it sets up the reality or the premise that God said you're not going to understand it. So let's look at it. And so 1 Timothy 3.16, easy to remember, John 3.16, 1 Timothy 3.16, okay? 1 Timothy, not 2 Timothy, that's another great verse, but this for 1 Timothy 3.16. And without controversy, great is a mystery of godliness. So there's no controversy. Everybody agrees there is a great mystery of godliness. It's a mystery. Now, what's a mystery? A mystery is something you can't understand. Hello? Great is the mystery of godliness. What they're getting ready to tell us, you will not understand because God said it's a mystery. Now, we play the game of Clue when I was a kid, and we have it with our kids now. And you're trying to figure out who did it, where, with what, right? Okay, Colonel Mustard in the ballroom with the, not the lead pipe, with the wrench, okay? That's how he did it, right? So we try to figure that out. You can figure that out, okay? Deduction, you can figure those. That's a clue. You figure out the mystery, okay? When God says this is a mystery, you will not understand it. Listen carefully. This is gigantic because in the beginning, if they realize I'm not going to understand it, I turn off my logic. I have to figure it out brain and I trust by faith brain. It's a big deal. Do you understand light? The answer is no. Do scientists understand light? No. How come? Because Jesus is the light of the world. We don't understand light, but we use the light. We use it. I can flip a switch on. Okay. Oh, pop the fuse. I can switch a breaker. Okay. We can use light, but we don't understand light. And I don't try to understand light because the best scientists in the world don't understand light. So I don't try to figure it out. I use it. I accept it by faith when I flip the switch on, but I don't try to understand it because I can't. I am a very logical, figured out, want to understand it brain. And if I applied that to the deity of Christ and the Trinity, guess what? I wouldn't be a Christian. 
I'd be a heretic. <laughs> I would be falling away. I'd be a mess because my logical brain is never going to understand it because God said it's a mystery. So when you up front help them to see it's a mystery, you're not going to understand it. And then now we show them all the verses in the Bible that have to do with the deity of Christ. And there's so many, the word of God cuts, 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 cuts. And they accept it because you can't deny it's in the Bible, but I'm not trying to figure it out anymore because God said it's a mystery. I hope you got that. That is powerful. And without controversy, okay, nobody argues about this. Great is a mystery of God. It is a great mystery. You're not going to understand it. What is it? God was manifest in the flesh. Who? God. Well, who was that? How was he manifest in the flesh? Justified in the spirit. Seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles. Who is that? Believed on in the world, received up into glory. Wait, wait, that was Jesus. Yes, and it's God. What? No, 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 that's Jesus. And it's God. And it's God. And so when you start off with that and you show them, look, it says God was manifest in the flesh. Who's that talking about? It's talking about Jesus. But it said it's God. That doesn't make sense. I can't understand it. You got it. That doesn't make sense. I can't understand it. You got it. And that's the way we're supposed to think. I can't understand it. I accept it by what? Faith. And when they see that, now they turn off that logic brain and they look to see, did the Bible, does the Bible say that Jesus is God? Okay? And it does. I'm not going to take the time to go through all this. I'll give you some tools to be able to use and do. Right after in my New Testament, um, right after it's 1 Timothy 3.16, um, then it is John 1.1. Okay? John 1.1. It is just so clear and so open and so powerful. It's just there's nothing you can do with that, in my opinion. It is so flat out and so clear um, that, well, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. Well, who is that talking about? How can we know what that is? The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of the world. Wow, keep going. Who is that? Look at verse 13. Which were born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. The word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory as the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Wow, who is that? You read John 1, you can't disagree. That's talking about Jesus, and he says he's God. He's in the beginning. He was with God, and what? He was God. And say, hey, remember Genesis? God said, let us make man in our image. What is that? Us? Who is that? God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Let us make man in our image. Now, listen carefully. Again, we want to help him to understand. You're not going to understand this. Do you understand you're made of body and soul and spirit? Ask them if they understand that. If they say yes, you might understand it, but you don't understand it. You might know it, but you may not understand. You're not going to understand it. We don't understand. We think who we are is our body. That's what we are. No, it's just a outward tabernacle temple. We're going to take it off one day, like putting on clothes. That's not who we are. It's our soul is who we are. And the spirit that's born inside, we don't even understand ourselves, and we've lived with us <laughs> most all of our life. If you don't even understand you, how in the world are you going to understand an infinite God? Huh? Hello? Wow, you're right. I don't even understand me. How can I understand God? And I always joke with them, look, I'm not a woman. I'm not going to understand a woman. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And women will agree too. You're right. They're not going to understand this. Now it flips off. Those things, the logic, the verses, it flips off trying to understand God. Now you just go verse after verse after verse after verse and show them that Jesus is God. 
Amen. I'm going to give you all those if you want them. I have literally in my, I mean, I could just go through that, but you guys know that. I don't want to talk down to you, but I want to give you that logic. And the way to start that uh, is really a big deal. So go through many Trinity verses, um, of course, first John 5, 7, the three that are reckoned in heaven, the Father, the Word, the Holy Ghost, the three are one, okay? The most powerful verse in the Bible for the Trinity. Uh, In him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and on and on and on. There's so many verses in the Bible for the Trinity. Uh, I want to make this short. I want to give you one more big, powerful thing. Years ago, I had a guy that got out of jail, and I went to follow up with him, went to his house. His mom was there, and she let me know right away she was Jehovah's Witness. Oh, great. Man, this guy got saved in jail. I'm trying to get him in church, and she's Jehovah's Witness. And so um, I'd heard this. I'd done this study, and so I asked her. I said, hey, uh, do you like to do Bible study? She goes, oh, I do. And I said, great, I got a Bible study for you. She said, okay. I said, do you have a King James Bible? She said, yes, I do. I said, okay. Um, you don't believe Jesus is God, right? Nope, he's not God. He's the son of God. Okay. Did Jesus ever claim to be God? No, he never claimed to be God. Okay. Here's what I want you to do. Read the Gospel of John. That's it. Read the Gospel of John. And every time that uh, the people, the Jews, the religious people went to kill Jesus, push him off a cliff, stone him. Every time that uh, they went to kill him, he somehow just said he was God. She goes, I've never seen that. Okay. Read the Gospel of John. Like, oh, they went to push him off a cliff. Why? (gasps) He just said he was God. Oh, they went to stone him. (gasps) He just said he was God. Every time. And so she said, okay, well, she'll let me talk to her son. Next week, I came back to follow up on her son. I forgot what I talked to her about. I got there and she said, well, I did it. (laughs) I'm sorry, did what? I did that Bible study. Oh, well. She said, you're right. So did Jesus claim to be God? He did claim to be God every time. Before Abraham was, I am. What? You're saying you're the the I am, the I am of Moses, the burning bush? Yeah, before Abraham was, I am. I am the I am. Whoa, whoa. Um, the, I and my father are one. What? You know, every time this Jehovah's Witness accepted that Jesus was God. Antichrist, spirit of Antichrist is gone. I said, then can I show you how you can know for sure you go to heaven? She said, yes. And she got saved. She trusted Christ as her Savior. The Word of God cut. The Word of God showed her, okay? Great Bible study way to be able to help somebody who doesn't believe Jesus is God if they'll do the Bible study. The, the Word of God will convince them, okay? And so, again, the map in your in your Bible, it's so cool and so neat. So while you're talking, so you don't believe Jesus is God, uh, well, let me show you this. So you look up in the front, and it gives you, oh, Jesus is God, First Timothy 3.16. Oh, yeah, okay. And then every verse, when you get done with that, it goes to the next one and the next one and the next one and the next one. You can have 20, 30 verses in there, okay? And they're like, boy, they, this guy really knows the Bible. No, he's got a map in his Bible to show him next verse, next verse, next verse, next verse. And guess what the Word of God is going to do? Cut and cut and cut and cut. Once you have the brain switched out of the logic mode into the faith mode, because I can't even understand my body. I can't understand a woman. I'm not going to understand God. God said it's a mystery. I'm not going to understand it. But yet over and over and over and over, God was manifest in the flesh. Jesus was in the beginning with God, and he was God. Wow. So a great way to be able to help people. There are too many, (laughs) too many Jehovah's Witnesses and Mormons. Too many cults out there, cult, religious cult to someone who doesn't believe that Jesus is God. They need to be saved. Well, we need people skilled in the word of God to show them that and to show them the mystery. They're opening up to that. Um, my probably favorite two, <clears throat> these are out of the New Testament, but I think they're worth it to be able to show them um, that um, how the Old Testament even prophesies about um, this Messiah that's going to come. So, of course, you have Isaiah seven fourteen. 
and uh, Isaiah 7, 14, and uh, beautiful, showing the deity and who he is. Therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. What is Emmanuel? Uh, Matthew one twenty three, and shall call his name Jesus. Uh, she calls his name Emmanuel, which is being interpreted as what? God with us. So in Matthew and in Isaiah, he said, hey, you're going to call him Emmanuel, which is what? God with us. And then Isaiah 9 is even more, <clears throat> more powerful. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God. Jesus is going to be called the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Wow, what a beautiful thing. Those are just my thing. Uh, you may have to pull out your phone if you don't have a full Bible with you, but pull out your phone and pull up those verses to confirm that, wow, Jesus is who he said he was. He is God, God in the flesh. I don't understand it. I don't have to understand it. I just have to accept it. I don't understand the light. I don't understand my car. I push a button. I turn the switch, and it comes on. I don't understand everything that's going on. I don't have to. I accept by faith this is going to work, and I use it. The same thing. I can't understand God. Now, one day in heaven, we'll be like him. We'll be able to see him and understand him. But now I accept by faith. He is who he said he was, even though logically it doesn't make sense. God has said it's a mystery. I don't have to understand it. Amen. All right. Hope that was a help. And uh, I'm going to do different uh, topics on that every once in a while with things that have been able to learn. And you probably already know that. Pass it on to somebody else because I promise you, a lot of people don't. And when they, oh, Jehovah's Witness, oh, Mormon, they get nervous. They get scared. Knowledge breeds confidence. If they know this, they're looking forward to Jehovah's Witness. They're looking forward to talking to a Mormon because they know that Jehovah's Mormon is not going to be able to answer this. It's a mystery. You're not going to understand it. Okay. And, um, Really beautiful. Last story. I was uh, talking to a lady one time. I led her son to Christ, who's a big rock and roll guy. And then he got his mom to come to church. She was brilliant, valedictorian of her class. And um, I got to come to her house. Actually, came to church a couple times and talked with her. She grew up Baptist. This is sad. She grew up Baptist. She had questions. And her Baptist pastor didn't, couldn't answer them. So she started looking for answers. Mormons came by. They had answers. She came in Mormon for a while. Uh, got disillusioned with them. Jehovah's Witness came by. They had answers. Jehovah's Witness for a while. She was such a mess. Crook Baptist. Now Mormon Jehovah's Witness. We sat down at her, her dining room table for probably an hour and a half, almost two hours. And we went through what I just shared with you. She accepted and saw. The Bible said Jesus is God. And then accepted Jesus as her Savior, not of works. Trust in Christ as your Savior. What a beautiful thing to know the skill set, to take the Word of God, that sharp two-edged sword, to use it, divide asunder of soul and spirit, to be able to make sure they understand the truths of who Jesus is and what he did, that he will save them if they trust him. Hey, we need to do that. We need to do more of that. That's gigantic. All right. Hey, God bless you. If you've got a question, the Fundamental Baptist Podcast at gmail.com. And I'm sorry I'm not the best at answering those. Uh, I, I had 300,000 unopened emails from all the ministry and business and stuff done in the past. And so um, sometimes I'm not as quick with it, but I will do my best to get to it. So God bless you. And uh, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Fundamental Baptist Podcast. If you have any questions, you can email us at the Fundamental Baptist Podcast at gmail.com.